When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yes, guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, and welcome to another episode of My Story here at HC Media. Delighted as ever to be here. Big thanks to them for hosting me, having me, whatever you want to say. Um, and I'm delighted to be joined for the second time for me, for the first time for you, uh, by Welsh Boxing, Welsh Champion, Mr. Kieran Geffen. How are you, my friend? I'm good, Sai. I'm good. I'm uh, in the middle of a camp now, pushing forward for another title, hopefully. There we go. It's got a clack to make, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Belt clack, don't it? Yeah, that's it. An author. Yeah, an promoter. Author. Yeah. Father. Father's the important one. No, though, that's isn't it, it, mate. Husbands, nearly. Yeah, that's in the list somewhere. We won't clarify where. In the list <laughs> yeah, definitely will number it. We'll just we'll just say it's, it's in the list. So obviously, for people who don't know, we you come in towards the start of this year, wasn't it? And yeah. um, unfortunately, we had a bit of a problem with the recording, which was a shame because we had a real good crack. And yeah. It was a real good one. Good we had a good chat. like So, um, yeah, we might circle over some of that stuff, but there's plenty to plenty to discuss yeah. in the meantime. But um, I decided, the last couple of online shows I've done, I decided um, I'm just going to mix it up a bit. And instead of starting like the usual, like, oh, go into your story, blah, blah, blah. What's your favourite TV show? Do like a bit of Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah. But I like that as well. Yeah. I like um, what I watch. Do you know what I watched them? Um, I watched Ricky Gervais's like see all his series on Netflix recently yeah, again yeah. for about the twenty Is that twenty Afterlife, and, Afterlife and, and Derek and yeah, that. Yeah. It's weird though. Like that Derek got loads of criticism for like yeah, yeah. saying Just that he was not. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like then it, like people are saying he's like he's taking a piss out of um, like disabled people and stuff. Oh, but it's right. like. People who are saying that are like also they like um 
they haven't watched it because yeah. it's not it's very yeah. clearly not like if yeah. you watch like even if you just watch like the first couple of episodes it's clearly not happening yeah. people just want to fucking moan about something everybody loves to moan about something you could do everything right and someone especially online will find a reason to be upset yeah I tell it's like to tell a story quite often like um, when I shaved my well I had long hair mm. so I had like ponytail and I, and, uh, I shaved it and when I um, shaved it for charity two charities mental health and like wigs for ki- and then sending the hair to, yeah, to make yeah, kids yeah. for wigs for kids and um fucking some guy so like on the last day of it like the day i was gonna shave it i was um i had just I got like a green screen and that so i was like oh, i'll just do some fun stuff like with the green screen and then whoever every time someone donates something today i'll fucking just trying to raise some more money yeah, yeah and some fucking dickheads who i know didn't follow me didn't subscribe to any of my stuff had never interacted with me before, sent me like a private message telling me how I was an attention seeking cunt. Oh my Fuck god. Fuck off, mate. What have you got against kids mental with cancer health. or like mental health problems? It's just, just like, yeah. crazy, Pe- mate. People this is a weird world. For a reason to be upset, mm-hmm. And I'm sure like the more promotion which you do, boxing, you'll have people moaning about something. Mate, my first one, I had five or six people complain to my partners about uh, the, the show. And they didn't even turn up to the show. There were people who wasn't even there complained about the show. And I, I, I was like, how can you justify that? And then there was one person there who actually went and complained about it. And he's like a rival promoter in the area. He does a nice and shit. He's a fucking asshole. Yeah, that's just a guy who's complaining because your competition is yeah. just taking it. Yeah, 100%. What, really compla- what was the other ones complaining about? Like, um, just- Because we only had four fights on there, I think it was. Um, but... Uh, at the end of the day, we had we, we had a load of pullouts on the week of the fight. Um, on the week before, can't be out. What they would they rather the show get cancelled? I know, I know. Do you like, know what I mean? yeah, what you're supposed to do? Like, you can't. You're beholden to the fighters and to a certain venue. Yeah, of course. They can't fight. They can't people have bought all tickets, but arrange travel, all all different things to come to it. They're looking forward to it. And then would would you or the week of a fight just pull out uh, just cancel yeah. it because it haven't got enough bouts now. And then it's the same like those four or five fights which are on. Like what do you tell those fighters? Yeah, exactly. No, you can't fight because because no one else is there and I'm gonna lose money. But mm. tough tough shit. You know it's part of the game. Got to build it up, mate. Isn't it? Yeah, and then, like, exactly. Yeah, people just got something but to moan about. Always. Anyone, everyone else who I know personally went there, whether they just being polite to me or not, mm. but. Uh, I've been pretty sure it was a good crack. It was a wicked, wicked atmosphere. We had a couple of different things there, different setups to normal, different venue to what people normally use, and um, you know we had a, I, I won a, a new title in my hometown. Yeah, what was that? Yeah, I am. Um, everyone I spoke to about it, just in passing, really, like they all said it was wicked. Yeah, and they had a great time, like, and everything which I seen online was people praising it. Yeah, so I think. That's what you've got to go on, isn't it? Because yeah, there's always going to be one or two people. And the what the one or two people though are the ones you think about before you go to bed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, everyone's going to say how amazing it is, but it's just oh, they're the ones that fuck you up. Oh, like. mate, hundred percent. I could put a, like a podcast out or a video out or something, and you could have like fifteen. Oh, this is wicked, great interview, whatever. And then there's just this one guy who's like, oh, it's fucking this host is a dick. <laughs> He might be right, yeah. but still, it yeah. gets you down. It, it just sticks with you, doesn't it? Like you ignore all the nice ones. Not ignore them, but like they go past your yeah. subconscious, and then you're just like, why the fuck do you think that? 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, I stayed up for two days thinking about a couple of different things people have said about it, and it's just pointless comments. Absolutely meant nothing. Yeah, and it's like always. People always be like, oh yeah, do it better. You do it then. <laughs> yeah, have a crack idea. Put it on. <laughs> See how stressful it is. Yeah. Like, what was that like? Because that was was that your first sort of delving into promotion and that. Yeah, I done it's a different side to it, isn't it? Big time. I I done a um an amateur show before, so I had an idea of what it was gonna be like. Um, but you have a lot less financial sort of burden in an amateur mm. show, obviously. And um, yeah, I I had a vision for how every, everything I wanted to go, and the only things that really let me down was that everyone else letting you down with it. You mm. and normally I just push past it and be like, oh, I'll get it done myself. The things I couldn't get done myself, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it makes it more difficult then, don't I? Yeah, because you're relying on people. But yeah. the next one now, I've shown a template of how I wanted to run to the guys who were involved with the event, and hopefully they just take it on board and can see what it's supposed to be, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think, like with anything in it, it's once it gets to a certain level of or size, you have to delegate to people whether that's because yeah. they know what they're doing in that area or whether you just haven't got you can't do everything Mate, I've, got such a big, I've got such a big fight on for this one yeah. I, I'm, I'm boxing a boy who when I turned over pro he won this, the amateur title that I held he won it twice in a row as a senior won medals abroad and all um, and now he's 12 and I was a pro I can't be running yeah. around like I was on you can't, the day you can't like. take your eye off a ball no it's um, what was the hardest thing about going back to that one like the one that you've just done mm. what was the hardest thing about the whole experience do you think trying to communicate how I wanted to look to other people it's like in my head I'm just I, I get, I've got this vision I'm like but I know that's got to be here that's got to be here that's what I want that that's what I want that and then they come in and they go well, what if we do this mm. or you, they turn up and you say I want it like that and then you come back and nothing's fucking right nothing's how you wanted it anyway so the communication was a big part of it and I think having people on board sooner this time because I just took I burdened all the all the responsibility and organised everything and didn't share the info yeah. with other people. So I think getting that across for the next one's going to be big and the difficult part is going to be going to other venues and doing it as well. It's like easy enough to show someone how to do it twice in one venue, but if you have to go to a different one and need not like not the same setup and they go oh what the fuck if I do now mm-hmm. you've got to try and make the, that vision seen as well yeah and I guess like obviously it's in your like home home area as well yeah. it? in your hometown yeah. and that yeah. so it's like once you delve out with that I suppose it'll have another set of problems problems yeah, <laughs> yeah. problems and issues I guess isn't it but yeah. it's interesting like because what made you think you know being a father and a fighter and a trainer, that wasn't enough stuff for you to do. Like <laughs> you needed a bit more stress in your life. Um, boxing it is my life. You know, um, boxing when I go out, I got on uh, on t-shirts and stuff. Now it means boxing in the blood, and that, that is basically what it is. I've I've had my businesses and stuff where I've been able to get my family to the town that I want to be in, which is you know, my hometown. We we moved away when I was a kid. Um, but I'm, I brought my family back there now mm. and got my gym set up there and for me boxing is probably the future now like you know whether that be management promotion fighting still myself training amateurs um, and uh, I, I, en- I enjoy having sort of responsibility on my shoulders and I was missing that a bit because I was quite a little bit unwell before the um, start of the year 
couple of difficulties mainly because my um uh, one of my businesses went downhill mm. through uh, not real fault of my own maybe i didn't delegate properly there again, yeah but um we it, it got me to where i want to be um and and, and both boxing refocused me and for me to get my me to be able to box in my hometown that I wanted to do it was me that I'd take responsibility on so push yeah that I mean do you think you would have had a show there if you hadn't done it yourself no no definitely not because there's no other fighters in the area I was basically carrying the show mm. um we pulled you no know, ticket sellers from all over and the second one now all, all of a sudden the managers are do you want my boy on there do you want my boy do you want these so well, yeah that's the that's um, the nature of it is yeah. once you do one successful build it and they will come that's it mate. yeah that's it and we've, i think you've got uh, lads coming from over from ireland now you've got like two fighters from over ireland english fighters welsh champions you know all over the cards so. mm. it's interesting isn't it because like um like you say that you build it they'll come and i think but then it's the, also you want to be loyal to the ones who um who supported you when you had, you know, you didn't have that proof of concept. Or yeah, hundred percent. Like the guys who were boxed on the undercards on the first one, one of them in particular, he's boxing on it again. He's getting a step up on this one, and uh, I've, I've promised him, you know, trying to get him a title uh, as soon as I can down the line. As soon, you know, he does this one well, um, and yeah, I, I, I do, do really reward loyalty. Even the people who bought tickets to the first show, yeah, is getting like fifteen quid off the next tickets they buy to the next show. Do you know what I mean? I'm a big believer in that, like in rewarding loyalty and stuff like that. Because, like, even for me with the like the podcast and the channel and stuff, like, you know, when you're you're trying to get your your stuff out there, your name out there, your whatever guests, and like, there's people who are like, will really support you and they'll come and they you know they'll go out with their way to do what they can do yeah. to help you. There's others who will, you know, do the minimum share, yeah, you know, yeah. share, share or whatever. It, yeah. And then there's others who will just pretend like you don't exist. Yeah. But then when you have like a a really big guest or when I the, we were in the process of just starting to put together like doing a live show and stuff. Oh yeah. Then it's funny, the the people who haven't really got behind you or supported you, like maybe you thought they would, they're the first ones who come asking for like tickets. Yeah. And, and the rest of it, which is interesting, it is. Yeah. but it is what it is. I, I get it. Like life's hard, busy, and the rest of it. And I think, um, like I always say, like um, if your mates got like a, you know, a cafe or a burger van or something, like go support it, but don't go there to get free food. Yeah. Like go go there. Pick, give them the extra and give them a tip. Yeah. Yeah. I've never, I've never really got it, and like I. I I like I used to work when I used to work in a pub when I was like eighteen, seventeen, eighteen, and like I used to give my mates free beers and stuff. <laughs> that company doesn't exist anymore. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. Just, just, just. But like I used to give them like free beer or cheap, cheap beer or whatever. And like it's only now when I kind of look back and I was like, fucking hell, I could have got like, I would have got sacked like if yeah. they found out. And like you know, it's only a pub, pub job. But as it was, I was actually at that time I was doing like this course. To be a like a pub manager and that, oh, no. so like, could have fucked. It would have fucked like yeah. set that back loads, like. But yeah, it's what it is, I suppose. Yeah. That's so, foresight to the kid, the hard thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's youth, mate. And yeah. it's like yeah. that. Like I see it with my boys now. I got like an eighteen, a sixteen, and a fourteen-year-old, and they think they know everything. And God, like even I can't imagine, mate. Even like the eighteen-year-old who's you know he's got his head. They've all got their heads fairly screwed on, but like. You know, he's an adult, like, yeah. and, like, even, like, I can tell him stuff and tell him stuff and tell him stuff. 
And you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta find it out for himself. Yeah. Which has happened recently and I'm like, well, you know, I fucking told you that was gonna happen. Make your bed, then. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. you gotta learn for yourself when you as you grow old as you yeah. grow up and that. Yeah. So I, I do get it, but like it's frustrating as hell. Yeah. As a, da- as a dad, like, she's like, I fucking told you that. Definitely. We talked about it last time, and it's like the, the way the kids are gonna grow up now with the media. And oh, stuff. it's brutal, mate. Just, I couldn't even imagine. I was such a geek as a kid, man. I, I'd never have had the confidence to do anything if I had people taking pictures of me and shit. That's oh, mate. So I'd have had, like, two problems, really. Like, when I was, like, I don't know, like, up to about, like, 12, 13, I'd have had that. And then suddenly from about 13, I was just a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And, like... I would have been unemployable by the time I was like 20 <laughs> because every, everything would have been on social media yeah. but also like there's pictures and video evidence of everything I ever did which is a problem mm. but also like I was the sort of kid where you know like you sometimes like you see these footballers where they'll go back like someone's gone back 10 years like I'm the person who when they were like 14, 15 and I had like Twitter or Instagram or just said all sorts of fucking shit and Nonsense, just like, yeah. just like stuff the first things which come to my head yeah offensive shit like but I, I've seen my Facebook like that time hops what an absolute knob I was like do you know what I mean it's just, brutal just, just complete nonsense to talk about and they, like you said if I'd have had Twitter when I was that age because Facebook was first mm. one about when it if I'd have had Twitter I'd, I'd never have a public profile never. no well I was lucky in that like mobile phones kind of where everybody had them mm. I was about 17 16 17 when that yeah. happened because I remember having my first phone when I because I when I was working in the public so it was like I missed it mm. but like I look at my kids now and it's like Jesus like yeah. the pressure of it is it's brutal like you can't even send like a picture to your mate or something or your girlfriend without it going up there because you just know like uh, if we break up or if we fall out look and that's a, that's a hard thing. And even, like, not even just pictures and stuff, but, like, just say, like, you go in anyone's WhatsApp groups with their mates. It's brutal, oh, mate. Like, yeah. the jokes and stuff flying around. Yeah. But, like... And in, in like, positions, like you're saying, like, where you've got, like, big guests or whatever and you're popular online or people will find, like, even if they're just outside your friendship group or just inside, they'll find that and they'll share it. And yeah. Like and there's jealousy, isn't it? Like, if people yeah. see you succeeding or they see you getting, like, a big opportunity, this, so I think the mentality of a lot of people these days is like, oh, he's successful. I know stuff about him. Mm-hmm. I work, you know, papers will sell. It's give me a few hundred quid. Yeah, possibly. I, I'm, I'm really lucky that, like, I've got a couple of... St- more two or three like WhatsApp groups and like, a small group of friends that all still think I'm a dickhead. So yeah. this is uh, really really positive. Yeah. If no one likes you, yeah. When <laughs> if no one likes you when you're not famous, when you get famous, then don't mind. Yeah, exactly. They still don't like you. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's that's a good plan. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I might have to. I, I've been working on that for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> Just make myself as dislikable as possible. Yeah. yeah. So what was the build up like to that fight then? Because obviously you were doing the promotion side of it you were trying to get everything right with it regards the show and everything you were contacting people like media and stuff and they were ignoring your messages like i did i seen i literally seen that message yesterday i was like oh my. <laughs> but yeah it's um but it's, you had you were doing a lot yeah but then also preparing for a fight yeah um physically and mentally it's got to be difficult 
It was tasking, but like I said, it I was unwell at the start of the year, and it really helped me to focus back onto things. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. And I went sort of back down the old track of, uh, oh, I used to do this to get sponsors, now I'll do it to get media appearances, and. I used to, you know, wake up at five in the morning, go to work, come home and train till eight at night, like, do you know what I mean? Um, so I can I can do the training, I knew I could do it. Um, and uh, and that's sort of helped me refocus and I feel in a better position to do it now. Mm. Uh, and when we had, uh, he actually pulled out of the first fight, uh, or the, the last show, sorry, he was supposed to fight actually then, but he pulled out of that um, a week or so before we we had a, a late notice opponent. I knew I was going to be much better prepared for him, so it took a lot of pressure off. Um, yeah. In, at the end there, but had it been sort of cranked up, cranked up, cranked up right to the end, I think I might have, you know, sort of stressed out a bit too it's much. It's a lot then, isn't it? Like yeah. just a lot of different things to think about, and like that's when mistakes happen, isn't it? At the end yeah. of the day, is when that's when you make mistakes in fights you should win or yeah. or like. Or little things with the promotion that you know you should do, or whatever. Like that's when those little things can get missed. Yeah. Or you slip up and you get knocked out, whatever. <laughs> and you know, it's a brutal one to slip up in, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but, but it, that's how it happens, isn't it? Is yeah. when you're trying to do too much and yeah. like how much now? Geez, how much you learn from that first yeah. show? Do you reckon? A lot. I'm a lot more at ease and knowing what the procedure is and all that for the next one now and knowing that. Like I said, people jumping on the bandwagon now. Mm-hmm. I I know that's that a good thing. Be, as well, yeah, exactly. I know they're going to they're going to be more prepared themselves um, because they know it's not a Mickey Mouse piece of shit, you know. And trying to mm. do it properly and trying to get the best coverage. We will be announcing a broadcaster in the next like ten days as well. Um, I think a little pay per view thing, but it'll be a bit like the apps, you know, like the yeah, zone yeah. apps and all. Um, it's going to be on one of those and. Um, yeah, it's, it's just all, all positive going forward, and as long as it all comes off how I want it to, it'll be able to be sustainable, you know. Yeah, I suppose that's the hardest thing, is getting people to see your vision of what you want. Yeah. Just yeah. trying to communicate that to people. Be happy about it, like you yeah. said. Because it's, um, it is hard sometimes when you're trying to, like you've got it in your head how you want something, and uh, this is going to look like this, and I'm going to do this with it and that, and then you tell someone else, and they do it and they do Change it completely business, different it? and <laughs> it's, it's problematic though isn't it because yeah. the bigger the bigger the shows get the more people you're going to have to like delegate to and, and the more people are involved yeah. which is then it just becomes like a well, I, I win this one now and uh, it could be like European title type mm. of thing next and that's a massive step up again like, I'm pretty much going to have to be hands off and make sure yeah. that the guys on the team um uh, pull their pull their weight and do their part, you know. So did it all go smoothly? The first one, mm. yeah, actually it did actually. No, um, no problems. Yeah, on the night, we but. um we uh, I think there was one situation that was brought up on the night, and that was about the lighting in there. And if you've seen any of the footage and all, there's absolutely no problem no. with the lighting at all. Um, there was the board that were a little bit uh, a little bit troubled by it, but they were problematic right the way through. Um. From what Mo said to me, and they it was a good job. I had people like Mo Pryor and Rich Garner with me on it because they were keeping me relaxed about things, avoiding telling me things until afterwards. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what the thing is. That's what you need, isn't it? Because you don't want to be waiting or preparing for your fight. Sort of half an eye on some of the other fights or whatever, and you just kind of look and you don't need someone going. Oh, and this is happening, and this yeah. is happening, and this person's doing that. Yeah, the fucking lights not working, the camera's not working. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then you walk up and then the guy knocks you out. Yeah, you know, it's both fucking ass for a minute. Yeah, don't want that. Staring at the lights. But this one, like you say, I am fully focused on fighting. Um, the guys. Will it be the same venue? Same venue, so it's an, another weight sort of weight off your shoulders there. Um, the guys who we had the venue off are happy with us going forward again where they were a bit tentative at first. Um, biggest complaint they had was that the bar was fucking hard to access we was like well we were told not to get everyone pissed too quickly so this time we got two or three bars here but um yeah it'll be a be a cracking night man we could have like up to a thousand people here we saw 400 tickets off four fights the first time um and this one we've got like 12 fights so i'd be happy to do a thousand to to, to 1200 and if we do do that it's going to look great on the cameras it's going to be great atmosphere on the night and your boy's going to take on two more titles yeah just building it up and up and up that's what i like to see mate yeah what um in terms of the fights like how much of a step up do you feel like this opponent is from that one uh oh from the last one massive step yeah massive step up i mean i've been at a higher level than this before, I'd argue, maybe, but he's also got an undefeated record. You know, he's going to yeah. be fully confident in it. He's having a warm up fight, I think, July, yeah, June the 4th. Um, so I'm praying he don't get cut in that one. Uh, but his manager wanted himself tickets on his show, I think. But as far as like um, the standard I've gone against before, he's, he's probably up there with him. He's, mm. he's a very good amateur. He's going to be really confident. He hasn't done the 10 rounds yet, which is good for me. Um, he's only been eight rounds and he's not been in there with someone who's going to be trying to take his head off so that's that's why I'm hoping I bring his confidence, his experience and um, I'm a skilled boxer as well at the end of the day. Yeah, and I think, uh, I always find it interesting with boxing because I think sometimes it can be hard to judge for people because for people from the outside or like casual fans on like the kind of smaller shows but with like a boxer like yourself you know main event in or whatever because i think it's easy from the outside to think never quite know what to expect from the opposition mm. because like you see on some of these shows around the uk like you see the journeymen in it and people who are literally just brought in yeah to be a body like you the, the, the opponents don't often get publicized though. yeah that's what you're saying and but th- that's what i'm trying to avoid with our promotions we, we me and sean have got some head-to-heads. On, like. yeah me and sean have got some head-to-heads um of different podcasts and all we're going to mm. be doing some face-to-face type of stuff um that'll not just bolster my profile it's not just about me no. this is about the fight um this is about the event and uh, there's a couple of couple of guys who went to the Commonwealth who were boxing on the undercard. Um, there's, like I say, other professional champions on the card. It's not just all about yeah. being one-sided, whereas, like you say, a lot of small shows do get one-sided. But I've got the uh, sort of ambition where I don't want to be small. I mm-hmm. want to be... But not necessarily I don't want to be small. I don't mind boxing the small venues. I want to have a big outreach. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. and That's how you get the interest from people as well. Is because, like... I think that's what, in modern, like in the last probably 10 years, has turned people towards MMA more as well. Is in MMA, it tends to be like the best versus the best or whatever, and people, but in boxing so much at the top, we see people avoiding each other. And well, this is what I said previously about MMA is that it's about 100 years behind boxing in the sense that that's where boxing used to be. You used to get competitive people fighting each other all the time. And right now you are starting to see journeymen creep into MMA. You know there are yeah. these guys who are gatekeepers, if you like. Yeah. And um, I think as the sport goes on and on, they will. It's like a natural progression almost, yeah. isn't it? That yeah. you have those gatekeepers. You, more money comes into it, 
what's going to happen. You're going to get you more people who want to make careers out of it. Exactly. You've got to build them. In, you've got to build superstars as well. I yeah. suppose when you've got those big companies, and the only way you can do that is by them like winning. Nobody's and, yeah, and winning. But also, I think gatekeepers is okay. I think having a, like some like gatekeepers in certain divisions and like gatekeepers to the rankings and whatever. That's all. I I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Because quite often those gatekeepers are people who've been at the top and, come back, and kind yeah. of are on their, you know, their experience, shall we say. But I think it's the kind of those fights where you're, you're tuning in to see whoever, like, next big thing. It's and he's fighting a guy and the guy can barely move. It's and when, they get dust, when they're dusting up Romanian big men, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, you get I, frustrated. I, I, I personally like watching people like um, Louis Van Poch, he's a guy who's just retired. He's had 100 odd fights, mostly losses. But if you're not on your game, he will turn it on. He'll, yeah. he'll, he'll give you a good good scrap on the night. Like those type of gym. William Warburton, one of the best doing a. Um, those guys are, are perfectly acceptable and good, credible people. That's where it should stop, really. It shouldn't be getting someone who's been knocked out five times, beating ten people up in their own country yeah. that are nobodies, and then coming over here and getting knocked out again. You know, that's the, that's the thing that's really not the best. But yeah, like, and that's looking at it from promoter's point of view. That, mm. that could be a good thing for me. I could find yeah. some Welsh kid in the valleys who knocks out ten people in a row and I earn ten grand off them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. Um, it's, uh, it's something that does need to be sort of tackled in it. And the British Boxing Board do do a decent job of it. We have opponents turned down regularly that they say, oh, they're not good enough, they're too old. But then they'll go and make a silly decision for one of the big companies, huh? Yeah. Misfit Boxing. Oh, man, don't get me started. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Thankfully, they're nothing to do with the British Boxing Board. Is it not? No, they're... Um, uh, PBA, I think it is Professional Boxing Association. I think they're an American firm, um, or they might be a British firm. I don't know, but they 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 sanction that that boxing. Mate, that was I um we we're recording this like for the week after the what were the KSI KSI, KSI and someone Joe, Joe Fawn, yeah. But like, I I had seen like a couple of clips of it. and I was like, fuck no. Do you see the sumo wrestlers in there? Well, yeah, they were two, sumo two fat guys. Yeah. Like, it's just the standard mate, was terrible, mate. You, they could easily have a heart attack and die. You, as a professional, you, if you if you haven't got much amateur experience, they make you do gym tests. You know what I mean? You've got to mm. show that you're fit enough to do it. So who the fuck said that they're yeah. fit enough to do it? Yeah, well, doctors exactly are looking that, at that man. and saying that's okay. But like, and then, yeah, exactly that. Like they like I agree with that completely. Like my old man died when he was forty-seven from a heart attack. He wasn't like healthy or anything, and he, you know, he certainly wasn't like a sportsman or whatever. But like, he wasn't like he smoked and he drunk, but he did, you know, he did a bit of sport and whatever and exercise. He wasn't and massively overweight. Yeah, he wasn't like stuff. overweight and yeah. whatever. And it's like these guys are like for their size and fitness, having like a three round boxer match or whatever. That's like pushing them to their absolute limits. Pe- like, pe- people think oh, for three, nothing three, as well. Yeah, exactly. And people think, oh, three rounds, two minutes, whatever. You do three one-minute rounds. You mm. see people blowing out their ass. Do you know what I mean? 
and right. and that's that's guys who go to the gym every week because they think that, that, that that's mm. the, that's the right thing to do but um yeah fitness is a massive issue with um with these white collar things with the um with, with the misfit influencer boxing and all that it's terrible for the sport man I, I think yeah, that misfits thing like don't get me wrong I think like the I've said it previously the Jake Paul and the case I, I separate that, yeah, Jake Paul from that because they they're actually trying to be boxers yeah do you know what I mean but this the, these influencer fights they're absolute nonsense yeah I just think it's a bad look for everyone yeah but like Nothing wrong with an influencer fighting pro boxers or fighting other famous people to try and get to a pro boxing point. Like Jake eventually boxing Tommy Fury. That's him trying to get to a point. Um, KSI boxing Joe Forney. Joe Forney is an ex-professional. That's him get boxing to get to a point. What the fuck are they going to get out of those fat fellas at each other? Yeah, exactly. There's no there's no end goal there, is there? No. But like, what did you make of the KSI, KSI, KSI finish? So I didn't you, watch it. I've seen the the, the clip. El- it's of, like it's like a elbow from uh, yeah. MMA, man. It's yeah. brutal. Yeah, and uh, by all accounts, I I don't think the any records have been updated or anything either. So I think they're they looking, are looking, looking at, at it. it. Um, but and from it, his statement, as as of today, like he said, um, oh, I caught him with a punch, and then when I've come back through, I've hit him with my fist and. Hit, caught him with my elbow accidentally, which is fine. I don't think he did it on purpose, but like the punch which he ha- catches him with the elbow does not make contact. Mm. Like it is just an elbow, yeah. like a br- and well, look, the perfect he did hook. wobble him just before, but it does look like that is the the perfect hook. Is it him with a glove and then it with the elbow <laughs> afterwards? Right, that is the perfect hook. But the clip that I saw of it, it doesn't even do that. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty, pretty much like it. that. Like you say, it's not. he doesn't mean it. But to be brutally honest, if that had been on a small old show and someone gets elbowed, do you think the referee's going to give a fuck? No one's going to no. care. It's going to no, be classed as a KO. Uh, if the referee well, missed it, he's missed it. Well, they make it a contest after, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. If the fighter complained, probably. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I don't see it because they're building towards Jake Paul and KSI now. So they don't give a shit. Yeah. They just want to move on to them. They moved on straight away. How much money that's going to make? Right, they make millions, millions. man. It's uh, it's insane. Like and look, whatever you think, I'm like I um produce a boxing podcast on a Sunday with uh, Ben Doughty and Michael Roller JD Junior, and um they had the, the Hilton brothers on last night, which was wild. They yeah. were talking about um Arturo Gatti because they like trained him and brought him up. The Hilton brothers did and yeah. um. Ben asked them if they thought he was murdered, and they were like, "Nope, and it was crack." <laughs> oh it was a clip out of that. Brutally honest. Yeah, yeah, mate, it was like that. What? That's getting clipped, mate. <laughs> I don't know. But um, it was really interesting. Like, if you're like into like um, like old school boxing, mm-hmm. they've had some wicked guests on there, like oh, John good. Conti and stuff like that. Oh, but yeah. like Ben, who's one of the hosts, like he won't. Um, he can't talk. He just cannot talk about Jake Paul. Like he just, he finds it insulting, and I get that. I do get that point of view. But like to me, is like him and KSI. They've made their money elsewhere. They don't need to do it. Mm. Like, and I get people will say, "Oh yeah, just making more money." But I think, I think Jake Paul particularly has genuinely got a love for boxing. Wants to be a boxer. And you see him on the pad. Decent. He's yeah, decent he's enough. Like, definitely. but he's got to carry power to knock out people like he has. You know that Ben Askren, Tyron Woodley. I don't. I think 
MMA boys have a different resistance to, to boxers, but to flatten people like he's flattened them, he's obviously training hard to do it. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? And the other thing I think is what people forget when they say, "Oh, he hasn't fought a boxer until he fought Tommy Fury." I think what people forget is it must be quite hard to match him up mm. because there's no point in him just matching him up against whoever boxer who's not got any name or because they're never gonna be financially rewarded no. for it. Probably. Because like. You know, he might win and great, and no, he won't get the credit for beating someone who no one knows. So there's no point in doing that when you could put him against Ben Askren, or you can put him against Tyrone Woodley twice, or you can put him against whoever else he fights next. Uh, Nate Diaz, isn't it? Like that's a massive fight. (laughs) Like that's a mental fight. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy for it only because I I want Nate Diaz. I want to see Nate Diaz. Yeah. yeah, What people seem to be forgetting is this is quite funny. Like people, I've been watching people going, "Oh yeah, it's just another MMA fight." And I'm like, "No, Nate Diaz was a professional boxer before he was a MMA guy." Yeah. The only reason he went to MMA is because he was similar to James Lilly. Yeah. Whereby he went to MMA from boxing because he couldn't get a fight or he got offered a fight in MMA before he got off with a fight for boxing. Mm. And it was a case of like, oh, fuck I. Well, yeah, go for it. Yeah. And they, that was it, basically. Diaz and is it just a cool He's an dude, animal, mate. He's yeah. a cool dude, man. I, I, I don't know. It's weird, because I, I think Jake Paul's not that bad as a boxer as people make out. No. Not that I think he's like Floyd Mayweather or nothing. No, but he, like, I think he's, he's decent you, enough. You're basically watching an amateur... Build himself uh, up. Yeah, isn't it? that's exactly exactly. Which right. is weird, isn't it? Yeah, but he's just got all the cameras on him as he's doing it instead. And this is where um, like amateur and pro boxing has sort of a uh, a discontinuation. The peak of most sports is the Olympics. You're a professional. Yeah. You go to the Olympics. You're still an amateur. You go to the Olympics as a boxer, which is mental because they probably what they are nine times out of ten better than most of the world champions at boxing. But the, the the ten rounds you get into there, that's where you've got to be a fighter to get through mm. them. Um, if that makes sense. So there's the like I say, there's it, he's training to be a prof- He's an amateur professional boxer. That makes sense. Or yeah. not the best way to say he's a novice professional boxer. He's a novice building himself up, mm. and uh, he's not bad. He's enjoyable enough to watch. He gets knockouts, and he's a he brings eyes to it, doesn't he? Yeah, and uh, it's like people, whether you like him or not, he brings more people know about boxing than they did. I probably got a plus ten more juniors and minis in my gym because of that idiot boxing than uh, than than because they've all grown up with that YouTube generation where YouTube's been massive and TikTok and all this shit. So like Jake Paul and KSI are the equivalent of like what Tom Cruise and all these other yeah. celebrities were when we was younger. Yeah, which is mental. But <laughs> It just it's is what it is, on them. and they got like twenty million eyes oh, just on their own platform. That's it's crazy. crazy. Did you see um, the figures they put out? Someone leaked the um, the numbers they've made of Logan Paul and uh, what's his face KSI made from Prime. Ahmed is like what profit of the company. Like. So they're like they're up to they, there was like a list of um, all like the sports drinks in America. So like. Gatorade and all these different ones, and I think it's up to like five of ten or whatever. But like, it's gone above Powerade now, I think. What? And it's like, it's only been out like two years, isn't it? I know. <laughs> and it's just like obscene hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. And oh, like, if they want to chuck some of that money at uh, our promotions, get a promotion. Get in touch, <laughs> get, get the 
prime promotion. That's what you need. Mm. It's um, yeah, mate. It, it, that it is mental, isn't it? Because they've just built themselves up to like such a level on their YouTube stuff and their podcasts and whatever else they do. Yeah, that like they can build, they can bring out a clothing brand or. A, Mr. Beast is the one, isn't he? Have you seen him at all? What he's a man. Just, yeah, if you just don't spend any of his money, is he? That's he just but gives but it all he, away. Like, he's it all back into his videos. And it, you talk about hate, mind. He gets some sort of hate. He's giving houses away to the homeless. And he's still getting hate for it. Well, the thing is, like, he's putting... He puts all the money he makes from, from his YouTube videos, from views, he puts it back into, like, the next video idea or whatever. So they obviously keep getting bigger and bigger. But, like... When someone is doing so much good like that, people want to catch him out, don't they? They want to expose him. Everyone's trying to find the next Jimmy Savile. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's it. They? But it is like they want to catch him out for something, don't they? They yeah. want to, like, just. They want to be the guy who said, oh, see, I told you he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Jealousy, yeah. mate, at the end of the day. Yeah. But um, it's a weird one. So, I want to ask you something. Some you can answer it or not answer it, and if you want to cut it out, you can cut it out. I just want to. I just want to. I'm just interested because it's been a hot topic, which I've been talking about to a few different people recently. Like, where do you stand on, um, like, trans? Gotta get this right. Trans, like men who used to be men and then women coming into like female boxing, because female boxing is getting bigger and bigger. So the way I frame it is. I would have no desire to watch like MMA or boxing and watch you go in and fight a girl or a woman or whatever. I would want to see that. Yeah. So like that's for me as simple as that. Mm. But also, you know, you talk about all the advantages and all that bullshit and not bullshit, but like you know all that stuff. And it's like it just becomes like even more reason why. But for me, it's just like it's come de- on, man. It's, dangerous. it's dangerous. It's dangerous. It's um, it's against science at the top and bottom of it, and it's it's a symptom of too easy of a life. Um, because I've grown up being a boxer. I've been I've been bullied. I've had my father die at a fairly young age. Um, I've had a, a bunch of different. I've had disability. Bunch of different things put in my way, and I've come through, and I'm still fighting. I still like a physical confrontation. I'm mm. still confident doing that, and I've come through bad things. People who were uh, were doing this, like this Leah Thomas fella, the swimmer in um, swimmer in America, they've probably had nothing bad happen to them in their life. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's just me speculating on yeah. using someone's name. But a lot of these people have ne- had nothing bad happen to them in their life. And then they're trying to find a reason to be upset, trying to find a reason to be a victim. And then, when, they, when, they, when they're when not as good as they think they are, or they're not as good as they feel they should be, they just swap sides and they, oh, I can be better. That's wrong, mate. And do you know what, right? Like I said, i got three teenage boys. And the thing with that Leah Thomas thing, which I found disturbing... Was the first time that she like swum against that? I think her name's Riley something, Riley Gaines maybe. I might have yeah, that name yeah. wrong, but she was like the top swimmer in the state or whatever. So they've turned up and then the women's changing room getting changed, and she's effectively like looked to the side of her, so like where you are to me now, and that Leah Thomas is there, fucking cock and balls hanging, like, and they're like. At the time, like 15, 16 year old girls, like 
why is that okay? Like, like if my if my son who's sixteen, right, my middle one, if he come out of his changing rooms, if he was a girl, say, let's just say for the sake of it, if he was like he was in the swimming changing rooms and I'm outside because I can't go in there, obviously. And he come out and just was like, yeah, I was just getting changed and like there was like a fucking cock three my inches from my face, like. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd have a problem with that. Yeah. But it just seems to get like scooted over like and that's like to me is just it's like clown world. It's just weird like it's like I don't trouble. understand like who is pushing that? Because everyone that I speak to one to one and part of this group called I think it's PSA there's um parents against sexual action or sort of mm. something along those lines. Um and they and an ugly flats and was showing you what they're actually teaching our kids. Or go I'm and go ask you about that then. Someone and, told me something. My and, mates told me something the other day, and I was like, ha, "Who thinks?" Because everyone, I, like I said, everyone yeah. I talk to thinks it's a completely Stupid. obscene idea. Who thinks that that's a good thing? Who is it that's making the, these, this propaganda? So, the conspiracy theorist in me thinks that it's like the people at the very, very top. Because well, if you want to distract from all the money you're making and all the things, you're, all the nefarious things you're doing. You gotta keep everyone below you fighting. Yeah. So for years it was like race and this sort of thing. Years ago it was homophobia and and I'm not saying that those things didn't exist because they obviously did. But like with social media now everything gets like pushed so much that it makes you feel like it's like whatever they're pushing, racism, whatever, like. Whatever, whatever they're pushing on the news and on social media, and it's everywhere. It's just like constant. You can't go on any app without being like bombarded with it. So it's like all the trans stuff at the moment. It makes you feel like it's like so everywhere. Tiny. Like, but actually, like <clears throat> you look at the percentage of people who are like transgender, it's really like a, such a small percentage. And most people, like, so for me, like, I don't give a shit. What, what you do you do behind your closed doors or what you want to sleep who you're sleeping with and whatever I couldn't give less of a fuck it's but an influence you yeah but don't start telling me like what I've got to do and say and start like and then taking it into schools and stuff like that that's when it's a problem it's worrying and tiring like you say it's a smoke screen I, 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 I see things that are happening like um, like the stuff that is happening in Russia. Oh, why is that not? Why? Why do we know what the fuck is going on? Mm. What? Why are we? Do we this, this, oh man, there's kids in schools near me. Kids in my boxing gym. That tell me about children in their class being allowed to have a litter box in there because they consider themselves a cat. Oh, Jesus Christ, mate! Instead of a human. Homeschooling my kids, I would. <sighs> I would. I would take them out. Just because I just think it's like crazy. It's just Scary. so weird, mate. But like, you indulge our behaviour. What are you indulging in ten years? Well, this is it. And the thing is, like, right, is if someone was, so I got a cup. I got a mate. I got two mates who were schizophrenic, right? When they have a schizophrenic episode, and they're hallucinating and the rest of it, you don't um, like start. Encouraging it and saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, you know." Of course, you can hear voices. Of course, you can. Yeah, <laughs> fucking devil in the corner. It's real, <laughs> I can like, see yeah. it. I can see it. Yeah, you don't do that, do you? And then this is it, isn't it, and that's when it just when you look at it from a clinical, like factual kind of thing. It's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, really? yeah, there's a few people that speak sense, 
um, out there. Not everything I agree with him on, but people like uh, Jordan Peterson, I think he's 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 a great. Um, you want to improve your like like just any person who wants to just improve themselves. Mm. I think he's one of the best people to listen to. So I think you you can li- you can understand him if you're a if you're a if you're a, a, a struggling GCSE student, or you can understand him if you're a lawyer on uh, on or on Wall Street. You know, they, mm. they, they, he's the type of person that everyone should be able to digest. But some of the simple with, things, isn't it? Like yeah, of course. Make it. your bed and and, and prepare for the day. And, and having an understanding of why you're doing those things because it yeah. breaks down things like uh, you make your bed because it makes you prepared and it makes you close that part of the day and then you move on. Different things like that. But J.K. Rowling getting attacked, no, it made, breaks my heart. I, I'm a massive fan of Harry Potter, absolutely massive, and. Like the transgender movement, or whatever you want to call it, LGBTQ plus one, two, three, whatever the fuck it is nowadays, they, 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 it feels like it's a massive attack on her and a massive attack on her stories and things like that. And they, they used to identify with it all, and she, they want to, she, they want about trying to push her away from being produ- a producer, producer on, on her, her own, her own yeah. series. Well, this is the thing, they've and because like that's affecting my life, yeah, big time. Do you mm. know what I mean? But like you know, like celebrities, like the actors who were in the original Harry Potter films. So when they wanted, when they wanted to do like, a, they're going to do that TV show, and they, but I'm sure at some point over the last few years, they've wanted to do a some sort of reboot or whatever, yeah. like or do the pl- uh, the play, one they the make it a film. Yeah. So they would have done that, but they didn't because all the actors or uh, some of the actors who were involved in it kind of jumped in. And said, "Oh, because they want to like virtual virtue signal, and they don't want to be seen to be. They just don't want the heat that she's getting, basically." Daniel Radcliffe, I seen a part of it the other day. He's saying, "And I'm massive, massive proponent of inclusivity in my boxing gym. I don't care what colour you are, what size you are, what gender you are, whatever number you are. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Mm. I just want people to be boxing. I just want people to be included in our community. My tagline for my gym is." boxing for the community right because i feel it has so many different implications not just actually fighting each other but well-being and and, yeah, and so on and so forth and uh, you could not meet someone who wants to be more inclusive than me but when you are actively trying to change someone's um, perspective from childhood like these these gay parents who are saying my child is transgender no, they're not. Mm-hmm. No, they aren't. You get genuine cases of of uh, gender, gender dysphoria. dysphoria. You get genuine cases of that. Very, very few and far between. Yeah. It's a mass psychosis. What's going on? But it's just it's like I feel like um, I was saying to a friend of mine the other day. Like so, when I was um, like a teenager, I went through all sorts of stages from like shaving my head to dyeing my hair to wearing like baggy trousers and long coats to being a bit of a mod I'd like at all these different stages because do you know why because I was a teenager flooded with hormones finding yourself. trying to find myself trying to fit in with teenagers who were notoriously horrible anyway yes so it's hard to do it's hard to fit in it's hard to find your group of friends which you relate to and, and have got things in common with and you might go from a couple of different groups but do you know what I was did is I just found my way and my parents kind of guided me a little bit and helped me in the school maybe tried to help and then there was a point at one point where I went and seen like a psychiatrist psychiatrist because I was having a few issues which had kind of gone into behavior and stuff but you know what that psychiatrist did he just said like what's bothering you 
right, this, this, and this. Right, how can we deal with that better? Didn't push me to like take Prozac or didn't push me to, oh, you this or that. And like, <clears throat> I know like a few boys now who are married and stuff and they got kids and relatively, you know, happy and whatever and they've got on and had a really successful life. But when they were like 14, 15, 16, one of them thought he was gay, like. Could have been anything. But because he like, like he wasn't, it wasn't like particularly common in the 80s and 90s to be yeah. like that. It was, it was, it was so like he was quite isolated. Not encouraged. Yeah. So he was quite isolated. Not massively, but like a little bit. I'm sure he might say a different thing. But like, he was isolated to a certain degree. But you know what? There was no one telling him like, you can't do this or you can't, you know, you shouldn't be that. But they also weren't telling him, you are this, you are that. And and there's a way things should be. Yeah, and just let people there are outsiders, there are anomalies. Let them be where they want to be. But you should encourage them to do what is... What the fuck were you here for? We'd be here to make babies, I mean, that's the, that's the only reason we get, we, we're, we're fucking here. Yeah. Everyone thinks we've got a, a greater purpose or there's something over us here. It's not, you're just an animal. You're making mm-hmm. fucking kids to reproduce and keep yourself going. Keep, keep, your, keep yourself going, keep your family going, going. It's weird though, because like, um, I see a lot of like that JK Rowling stuff, some of the stuff which she gets like said to her it's unreal, man. Yeah. Like, for such a good woman and a clever right. woman. If you went on Twitter or something, right, and you tweeted just some random woman and said, I want to fucking, or you should be fucking raped and killed. Oh. And it's like, with, you should be raped and killed with your fucking, with my girl dick. That's what I seen yesterday. And I was just like, Do you know, she was, she could have been, she was you're kind of looking around come. waiting for people to go, <laughs> Where is this is wrong? Uh, yeah. well, well, you can't say that. She but. she could have been. I think she was rich in the queen, or she was she was a first billionaire from books or something. She gave off so much money that she's lost that status. She's a good person, it's like, and you get, and you like you say you get attacked from every angle. This hatred and jealousy everywhere. And I wish I could come off social media. I can't. I hate it. The nature of my 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 position at the minute. Um, and I, I'd love to be able to just have enough money where I just go, I bought my house, bought my land, I live off fruits and go to the market once, yeah. a, fucking, once a week. But sadly, I'm in the fucking world we live in. Yeah, you need, so they, that's, they, it's been made, haven't it? They're, they're, to succeed in certain things, you have to have social media now. You cannot do it without it. No. You, you, uh, you'd, ne- you'd never find a successful boxer without a fucking, no. without, without an active account. Well, Especially because the way, in some way, uh, boxing is set up in it so that when you're sort of before you get to the big, big time, like you only get on cards if you can sell tickets. Like the, this is where MMA is going to go in, and like I say, like the hundred years or whatever, maybe even sooner now because of how everything is. But everything's moving on quicker, isn't it? It used to be a promoter would promote and sell the show, and you'd have to get good fighters on there to sell tickets for yeah. the whole show. Sell tickets and now, for fights, don't you? Promoters don't sell tickets. Promoters give tickets to boxers and expect them to sell tickets. That's mad to me. When I found that out um, a couple of years back, like I could not believe it. Because 
I just think this fucking wild, mate. Like, could, could you imagine you only get paid if you sell enough tickets and if you don't sell enough tickets you won't even be on you, a card not, not only will you not be on a card if you get on a card and you don't sell tickets you don't get paid you pay someone two grand to do your five or six or four or six rounds and then the show gets some money because they, they've you sold money off drinks so you pay for that. your ticket whatever and you don't get it paid I've well, not been paid th- three, four times as a professional fighter this is fucking mental that is my career earns is somewhere near 40, between 40 and 50, I think. So. No other sport does that. No other sport you, forces you, the young athletes to pay, pay their own way. Because, like, you could be, like, the messy of boxing. Like, you could be, like, 19, like, literally, like, just be, like, the most talented boxer in the world. But you hate social media, so you're not on social media. But you're going to sell tickets to Mad. Your family. Craig Woodruff's a great example. Crap ticket seller. He only got he only got where he's got because of good opportunities and stuff, uh, and uh, good management. But uh, if he could sell tickets, he could have been he could have had a z- something in zero record for a mm. long time. But he fought people like he had to fight Luke Campbell in his third fight or something like that. Fuck, I wouldn't want to fight Cam- Luke Campbell in my thirtieth fight. No, but it's mad though, isn't it? Like that, that it shouldn't be a thing, should it? No, like promoters are supposed to promote, don't they? Well, that's what I'm trying to do now. I'm, don't I'm set you now. I'm only giving on, it? Like, <laughs> I've only given you a small amount of tickets out to boys no. now. I'm, I'm not giving them. You have a lot of promotions. I've got to sell like 106 tickets to get on and get any money. I just don't think it's realistic. I'm like, giving boys 50, 50 tickets. If you need any more, let me know. If not, don't worry about it. I'm promoting the show anyway. Because the chances are, right, if you're a fighter, like say, you've got family, they're going to come, maybe 10. 15 tickets and then you've got your group of mates maybe another Some, 20 of a push the nature, not all of nature, them can go every week, every time the nature be, of being a boxer is you don't go out you don't go to parties you stay home and, and you're a hermit you don't go to the pub everyone who sells tickets this is, this is why white collar boxing is so through the roof the fucking junkies and the, the alcoholics sell the tickets yeah, that's why they're they, socialising exactly so that's why you've got so many fucking assholes doing white collar shows and not only that it takes tickets away from professional boxing yeah. if you've got three three white collar shows in your area in the next three months and you've got one professional show where you've got to pay 20 quid more of a ticket a, a, a casual fan isn't going to be asked about going to that show it's hard though then like how do you change that the only way to change it is for promoters to, like as a whole to step up and say do you know what I suppose if you get like a couple of promoters go, do you know what? Like I'm the promoter. I want you on my show, so I'm gonna pay you to be on my show. Don't worry about selling tickets. If you want tickets, let me know. But that's the way it goes if you've got a broadcast deal. If how many people like, do you think you're out there with broadcast yeah. deals? Even we, less uh, now than I, there was I'm, I'm, years There's back. two or three big companies. I've been busting my nut for fucking three, four years to try and get some sort of broadcast deal for mm. Welsh boxing. A, no one's interested in, in broadcasting Welsh boxing because Wales is a deprived area. B, it, it, it's hard to find the contacts for these people. And C, you've got to pay to get it. I've got to pay my production company. I've got to pay cameramen, commentators, this, 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 before I even get the footage to sell to someone else. Yeah. So I'm hoping this is this one I got going in the works now is going to run out soon. Will be the kickstart that I can I can offer boys purses instead of ticket deals. Because that's the I think once you get a few promoters doing that, 
that's when it changes, isn't it? Well, that's when it changes from... You order, offer a better quality of, of, of product and then ideally you get better... And I, I do get it. Like, I get that, like, unless you've got, like, you know, a few thousand, a few hundred grand in the bank where you can just go, right, I'm going to do a promotion. Take a chance, yeah. yeah. And you're going to go, I, sorry, I'm going to do it. I do get it. Like, promoters, you know, people putting on the shows, they've got to, they've got to cover their costs and, and the rest of it. It just feels like if you're going to have both fighters on your show and they're putting their health at risk and they're training for it and they're cutting weight and they're doing all the things that fighters do. There's got to be a better system than... I, I'm soon, I'm taking that. the... It sounds a bit more ruthless, but I'm just taking the the um, the angle of if I can't pay the fighter, I'm probably not going to have them on the show. I'd Even if they sold so, uh, many tickets, if their opponent costs so much and they end up with no money... I probably won't let them have, have the bout because I want to give them something to, to yeah. be able to box. I know how it feels when you come out of the game and not have anything. Mate, I can't imagine that, like training and cutting weight and doing the fight and then not getting paid because didn't sell you to get get paid in limelight, don't they? Yeah, that's the equivalent of like um, sponsors coming to me and going, oh yeah, will you, um, you know, promote our product? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. How much is it? Oh, it's this. Oh, no, well, well, we thought we'd pay you in exposure. Mm. It's like, well, that does fuck all for me, doesn't it? Don't pay, that doesn't pay my electric bill yeah. and pay my editor and book a studio and the rest of it. Exactly. And well, I'll just tell I'll just tell them now. Um, so I would go to the studio and then pay you in exposure <laughs> this week. <laughs> you know. You're going to go in the local rag? <laughs> that's, that's, that's just ludicrous, isn't it? Yeah. You've got to pay people like for their work. What about um, talk to me a little bit about like you mentioned disabled, mm. like talk to me a bit about your difficulties when you was younger and and teenager and the rest of it. Yeah, when was, you were a geek. Yeah, I was. Uh, I'm still a geek now. Mm. But I was about ten or so, and I noticed like my one leg was bigger than the other. Mm. Um, and it was never really brought up um, that I can remember. And then it was about 14 when it started affecting me. I was actually in the Welsh team at the time. and uh, I, I couldn't carry on. I couldn't run in. I could do running, sprints and stuff. I'd have to be pulled off and do air biking, things like that instead. Yeah. Um, but when I got to about 10, it really knocked my confidence in. Yeah, I'm actually different. I'm, mm. you know, I'm not, I've got these other boys who are all playing football. I don't go to football. I don't go to rugby. I didn't do boxing until I was 30, 12 or 13. And... Um, it was a time when I had a lot of bullies on my case. I only had like two friends. We played Star Wars on the yard, not not have a kick about with the kids. Um, so that was that was quite a hard time for me. But the reason I I'm such a big proponent of inclusivity in boxing is because when I got to twelve, thirteen, then and I started boxing, started getting a few muscles. The girls realised how handsome mm. I was, and um, things sort of spiraled from there. It's remarkable. <laughs> First thing I noticed. <laughs> But yeah, the, um, the confidence builder that they gave me, I, I ended up, I didn't fight for 18 months, so it was only like 14 when I started fighting. Um, but just being in the gym, being around travellers and stuff, being in that atmosphere where I'm actually going and punching these kids in the face, yeah. and I know on the street they, they'd give me a dusting or something, do you know what I mean? Um, so that, that, that that's how I sort of tackled that part of my life. But even now at almost 30, 
I th- I think it does affect me. I like I want to go out to wearing a pair of shorts or something. I think do I have people staring at my fucking mm. so, and I've been on TV. I've been all over on beaches and shit. Wear small pants and then I go swimming. <laughs> it does. It, 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 you know, I'm a confident guy, but even those little nicks, um, still, still not my confidence. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm a little bit afraid of when I finish boxing is when I, when I've got a gut and when I'm a big aerial man, um, am I still going to be able to carry that confidence in? And I, and I hope being involved with boxing and you know in some capacity then is going to lead me to still be confident, still think I'm a big fish, because mm. um, I think that's sort of where my my father was failed by box by the boxing community a little bit he wanted to be a bit more involved in it but um found it a, a bit harder to 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 do as he got older um be, be involved with something like that he felt like he should be included in um the sort of the professional scene it wasn't any part of that mm-hmm. um and there's uh there's a lot to be said for boxing there's a lot to be there can be a lot to be said against it as well mm. yeah for sure i think um so before like you got to that sort of age where you started like thinking about it a bit more and and maybe like taking it to heart and and losing that bit of confidence was this something which you didn't really consider like when you were really small yeah, and, I never noticed it I think my mum said that I was bullied because of it from different parts but I can't remember a lot of yeah. at a really young age and I think that was probably bullying I th- apparently I had a teacher who, was, who used to embarrass me as well um when I different time mates on. wasn't it as well yeah. teachers yeah. and that no social media. No, so they get away with it. Yeah. Get away with saying all sorts of stuff then. They, um, it's a weird thing, isn't it? Like, I, um, so I had a car accident, didn't I, in mm. 2008. And, like, it took me ages to get my head around it. Like, for probably too long, really, in terms of the effect that it had on other people. Yeah. But, like, like just, like, stuff, like, I will. Five, for five years I was like in a wheelchair or on crutches and I just didn't want to go nowhere I didn't want to see anyone didn't want to just I was not interested in seeing anybody outside of my family and that because I'd gone from one thing to the other mm. but I kind of now I don't give a shit I kind of just whatever being content yeah but I think it's part of it is getting older because I um, I sort of care less about what people think of me now yeah but and i think it's just a, a natural progression of age as you get older you kind of just if you're if you've got the right people around you, you will. yeah i think it yeah that probably helps and like i was lucky like my missus was is a, like a legend like she um but she said she's st- i say a lot like she stuck by me when a load of like when we had we had the accident like three or four weeks after I got married. Oh, my God. Or we got married. So, like, she had sickness and health, like, instant. <laughs> and, like, all right, you know, six months, fine. Year, all right. You know, it's hard, but, you know, we'll get through. She had it for five years of, like, from both of us having good jobs to suddenly she was, like, having to get me dressed, feed me and do food, do the house, do her full-time job. And we had, like, two kids and she was pregnant like when we first happened and like a lot of women would have just at some point in that five years just gone look I just I didn't sign up for this and I yeah, it's brutal mate saying that as me promotional to my, my wife's been uh, nothing but a fucking fucking rock for me and got three kids and another one on the way and she's 
she's uh she tries to be happy when I'm when I'm having a bad day and she's mm. she man, man, she's fucking legend. Yeah, mate, it's proper like because behind every man is a good woman. I'm I'm always I believe that in like massively. Partially because I've experienced it myself, like, but like it's um it's hard because even now, like I'll have days and like funny enough, like the last probably three, four days, I just I felt not myself. And then she'll just say something or do something. like she just make me laugh and it's just like it's those little things which just get you through when you're like struggling and that. It's just uh, a solid, solid emotion. She's just uh, ever reliant. She knows what she's doing mm. all the time. She With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, there's different ways of inspiring people. And she's a big inspiration. Yeah. It's good, though, mate, because, like, you know, if, like, the shit is fun or, like, things are getting stressful or, like, things not going right maybe something will go wrong whatever you know that you got that person who's got your back and like my thing is now like I'd like our kids are what, 18, 16, 14 like a few years they're going to all go and do their own thing and like that's when I would like to have whether it's built this up or built whatever up to a point where I can go right Come on, let's go do our own thing now. Let's go and we brought our kids up. They're off doing what they oh, want to do. A dream come true. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, the reason I wanted kids so young, so many kids so young, is because yeah. I always wanted a big family, and I always said I wanted them before thirty. And uh, when me and Emma are fifty now, we're going to be able to hopefully, if I'm in a, we're both in the right position, we do whatever the fuck we want to and enjoy our lives together. Yeah, and that's that's. And I just want I want to try and make sure that she sees that as well a lot of the time. Yeah, like I think, um, like the thing which worries me the most, I think even now is like sometimes I think that maybe she don't realize. I try to tell her like, and I'll, she knows. I talk about it on a podcast, which I'm sure she doesn't appreciate all the time. But, but like, like for me, like I I, I wouldn't be here without her because. Like in that five year period, if I was a single bloke, I'd have taught myself hundred hundred percent. And the only thing which stopped me was the fact that I had two young kids, like six and four, another one on the way, and there was no way I was gonna leave them and her to deal with the aftermath of it. Yeah. But like if I had just been a just a guy and had that accident fucking wouldn't even be she like dragged me through and she like she dragged me through like days where I didn't want to get out of bed or I didn't want to go through the whole thing of her like showering me and doing food and that and because she, she'd have to obviously try and do it before you know the kids come home from school kids. or whatever because she's got to do that and she's got to go to work and like some days I was like oh, I don't want to do it I don't want to do it and it's 
It's a weird thing. But you'll find the right people, and I suppose yeah. you're both lucky that you found them then. Yeah, big time, Ed. And I think that's the thing. Like, the right people is important, isn't it? Yeah. Just generally, like, whether it's your partner or your friends or your family. or Like, my circle of friends now, compared to what it was in my 20s, is vastly vastly different like well, you call everyone your friend in your yeah. 20s yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. but it's like it's it's brutal then because like you think people and again like maybe i'm lucky maybe i'm unlucky i don't know but like i was able to almost or i i went through stuff which meant that i found out which people would be there for me when the shit really hit the fan. Yeah. And which like people filter, weren't. Like, yeah, filter. Filter, it, it Because there's people, and there's, like, there's a friend of mine now who's um, who's ended up in, in prison. Kind of his own fault. But, like, and he would say that as well. But also, like, I won't turn my back on him just because he made a mistake. He didn't hurt anyone. Mm. Just made a bad choice but like he was there for me when other people weren't yeah and I've like I've watched again then with him where kind of word got out and then that he had filtered it yeah and like I've seen it like from the outside looking at him like I see people who was kind of with him around him talking to him all the time asking him for stuff and then now when he's do with a friend like and he's had a lot of them have I, I, fucked uh, off like I had a uh, it's good me that my note uh, I was, was was struggling a bit and um, just the phone calls picked up a little bit more do you yeah. know what I mean he moved, he's moved away and he's I love him a bit still we see each other when we can but he's the best man at my wedding and um, he, he still picks up the phone just to check him out mm. like, do you know what I mean yeah and that's, uh, that's that's all you need really yeah, and that's it, mate. That's it. Like, when I say that as well, sometimes people, this one person said to me, like, what do you expect them to do? And I was like, just fucking talk. Like a text, man. Yeah. Just like, how are you doing? How much pain are you in? What are you up to? Do you want me to come over? Whatever. Like, because the fact is, if they'd said, do you want me to come over? I would have said no. No. Do you want me to phone? I would have said no. Yeah. I didn't want to speak to people. I didn't want to see each other, which I get sounds like... A bit, hypocrit- a bit hypocritical yeah. almost because you're like, well, you're moaning that these people weren't there for you, but you wouldn't have let them be there. Force yourself on But it's yeah. like, yeah, exactly that. I'm not going to force it. And a text saying, or the, the people who did text and go, you're right, do you need anything? The, the ones who really stand out to me when I look back at it is the ones who text and said, does your missus need any help with something? Because to me, that meant more than, are you all right? Because... Yeah. You're thinking about what is, is yeah, it like what she's dealing with, yeah. like. But there was only uh, only a couple of them. So you got a book coming out, mate, as well. No, you got a book out and another one coming out. Yeah, hopefully. Anyway, um, we we I've got the first book which I published in 2020. Insight. Insight. Um, it talks about an insight into what it's like being a professional boxer and what it's been like being an amateur boxer as well for me. And before I boxed on the golden contract, I co-main evented a sky card in the historic York Hall, um, and it's like a month's diary uh, okay. at the end of the book where um, where I talk about at the start of the month I was supposed to be just 
on a small show pad and a record and then by the end of the month I'm co main event on a sky uh, sky car. So that's that, cool. That was uh, that was my first book and the I've I'm I've got the sort of the skeleton of my second book now, which is an insight further. Um and it'll be out in about eighteen months and yeah, it'll talk about um going from punching to promoting and all the all the different aspects I've had to deal with and my family's got bigger. Um, a little bit about about uh, illness and um, yeah, uh, just uh, like it's what it says on the book is an insight further. I like it though because like I think like when you look at all the different hats that you wear, I think you've got a lot to offer in terms of um, like giving people an insight. Into, into into those different things. It's, right? it's not like a guide or anything. It's just it's just, it's just what I've experienced. And, and and if you are interested in turning pro, you might want to read it and think, oh, all right, that's mm-hmm. that's what they fucking try. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it gives you a little look into it, doesn't it? Yeah. So how did that? How did like writing a book come about in terms of as an idea? Was it your idea? Yeah, I always wanted to. Yeah, um, I want to write a book like you. Yeah. I don't know what about parents yeah. and teenagers. Oh, but I banged out in like sixteen hours, man. It was just creative flow, and I had these mm. sort of creative states where I would want to do things. And I've had I've written the skeleton for a novel as well. And you will have to tell me how to channel those creative because <laughs> I have them, and I just I'm like oh, I want to do this and I want to do that, and I'm fucking. Do you know the key? Like notes on the phone <laughs> but I'm like I'm like planning a live show and planning an, another podcast yeah. and planning this and planning oh, I can film this content and then before I know it I'm like fuck you know, how do I do all that yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. then I'm sat outside smoking and having, <laughs> having a cup of coffee going oh, why can't I never make these things fucking happen <laughs> yeah so this is uh, you have such a short life Focus, really it's a bit of a short life you want to try everything yeah and I think like life is this weird thing in it where you're not here for very long and like for a long time my attitude was particularly like in my teens and 20s my attitude was just like fuck it like not here for long just do whatever and that led me to do some stupid shit (laughs) which I probably shouldn't have done but like you know like again like with hindsight like those memories some of those memories are like the best of my life but also I look back as a 40 year old man and think fuck how did I survive then? But it's it's ropey, like. But like, I guess the point I was making is, is you're not really here for long. You also don't know what's around the corner. Yeah. And I think most people, from like your age to my age, and maybe a bit older, most people have like lost people or seen people hurt and things, and how quickly like things can change drastically. Yeah. And again, like I said, like with my accident, like one minute we had all these plans get married, and then the next, literally the next day, it's like whoa, fucking hell, change your life. Yeah, different. It's life changing, and like your whole life is different. And like, uh, I find it like upsetting sometimes when I'm talking to my kids because I realise, like, I'm not naive and they're self-absorbed enough to know, but like, my health and situation has also contributed to their life being mm. different like they haven't um, they haven't gone abroad like because because of me like, yeah. and whereas 
if we hadn't had that accident, we'd probably gone abroad most years because we both had good jobs. Yeah. And like that is something which people don't always just a small thing like take that. into consideration. Yeah, but like you know, you're here for long you so you want to make an impact on people. Yeah. I just would like to like one of my favourite things about having people in here and pe talking to people on online shows and stuff is just like speaking to people and just, which is ironic because I don't really generally, I put myself across as quite antisocial and like I am, I'm really super grumpy. It's, it's wild. My missus says it to me a lot. My kids say it to me a lot. It's like, I'm, I'm really grumpy. Like, and like sometimes I have to be like reminded of you've been a bit of a fucking grumpy asshole. Like, <laughs> but like, I can come in here and speak to you. Like, I know we spoke before, so it's not like a thing, but I could come in here and speak to someone I've never met before. Yeah, you, could, you can open up, though. you can have an interest in something, and it can, it can open you up, can't it? And that's the beauty of these podcasts and long-form conversations in general, is you have an insight into it, or you have an understanding of what other people actually go through. You know, like, uh, how many people would you walk past on the street and they never know your struggles? They never no. know what's happened to you. But, you know, having a, an understanding of why you're a grumpy bastard is because uh, because of your, how your life's turned out in, in different yeah. aspects, you know? and Or, or they, that can have an influence on why your mood might be down every now and again. Um, and uh, speaking to people about it can help you understand yourself more, too. Yeah, I like, um, I, I like to try and, like, learn from people's other like you learn from your own experiences but I also find that all the different people I speak to who are kind of like succeeding in these different things whether it's boxing or music or football or whatever they're kind of they've all got different journeys and mm -hmm. how they got there but they've all got similar focus and, and creativity and whatever but you can take like little bits and bits of lessons and stuff and I think um, Long form conversations definitely the way to go, mate. I yeah. think. Um, but uh, you think TikTok's destroying attention, yeah. attention spans. I think what you'd have done, you know, before before the electricity, you just sat there and talked to people for fucking hours on end, wouldn't you? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like worst fucking. <laughs> <laughs> just having to listen to people. No, I'm joking. It's um, but like, it is weird. Like the cor the correlation or the lack of correlation between me and day to day life and me and this is a bit weird to me sometimes yeah. but I do like it I wouldn't do it if I didn't no and this um, it's, it's been a pleasure mate I um, I could see it and just talk and talk and talk and talk but um, I could best go rescue my son from <laughs> after school detention and yeah. then his girlfriend yeah. nice yeah so um, no, I can't say that actually I just realised <laughs> this is going to go actually out on the internet so yeah there we go. Um, when should, when's the next one? When's the next show? Right. So um, July the first is um, the next show. We're going to be doing a press conference on the Boxing and Wales YouTube channel um, two days before, so the Thursday, and on the Friday we're going to do the public weigh-in on the Boxing News YouTube channel. And if you want to keep up with any of the other news and which broadcast is going to be popping it out, and um, follow uh, Kieran at Kieran Gethin on Twitter, Instagram. Facebook, all the usuals. And I'll put links to Boxing Wales and I'll put links to Kieran's social medias, his book as well. Buy, yeah. buy his book. Um, they'll all be down below in the description. Please do subscribe to the channel. And also, if you want to support the channel, price of a cup of coffee, patreon.com slash acepodcastnation. That literally 
keeps us going. It'll all uh, any money raised from it goes back into the channel. Got um, a lot of big plans coming for content, shows, and whatnot. So uh, please do support us, help us out. The poor <laughs> do it. Don't be such a skinflint. Do it. Do it now. No, nice one, guys. Keep it with Pleasure, as always. Second time. Hopefully this one won't get lost. No. I will cry if I have nothing happens. But... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.